Hello! Welcome to Basic Snitches. I'm Adam. I'm Tara. This is... Oh, you already said Basic Snitches. That's right. We, yeah. See, we are actually like have sort of a... Trying, but then I forget. We do a, the same thing now at every episode. We're a two for two, guys. Another Woo! nice element to show that we're trying to do things somewhat correctly this season. What is correctly, though? But you know what I did correctly? I brought you a season five gift. Yes. You know what I did incorrectly? I didn't give her a gift back. I always give him a gift and he doesn't give me one, so it's okay. I bought you Chinese food. You did. It was good. It was good. We still have leftovers. So much leftovers. You were stupid though and you didn't buy an egg roll. I don't want to talk about it. I know. I I miss egg rolls. She bought me a Lego set and it's the Grops. There's a little mini Umbridge. It's amazing. I'm going to... Ooh. I was about to be like, I'm going to stick her up my butt. And I'm like, no, you're not. And that sounds terrible. There. And I don't want umbrage <laughs> in my Especially butt. not an umbrage. It's like the forest clearing with rocks. With little Sagittariuses. Yeah, with a couple little uh, Sagittariuses. <laughs> I was like hung up on the fact that you called them Sagittariuses. A I couple was like... little Sagittariuses are what I call my balls. <laughs> Just kidding. My balls are huge. They frame my tuna can dick quite well. Oh, my God. Also, there's a little Hermione and Harry as well. Yes. And so, a big grop, because he's grop. The grops are big. No, the grops. The, the grops. Do not... He's no longer singular. He is the grops. <laughs> the grops. He will forever... Thank you, Chad. The grops. Yeah, I saw that when I was, like, browsing Amazon a month ago or so, and I was like, oh, I need that. No, that needs to be Adam's gift for season five. That's really good. I'm going to have to find some time to, like, put that together. Yes. I will do that. Legos is fun. I used to be obsessed with Legos as a kid, too. Me, too. But I never had, like, a thing. You know how, like, they have the ones like that, that you you put those together? I just had, like, the, you know, 400 rando colored blocks. In a box. And I would make the same fucking style house that I thought was so good. It was probably the ugliest fucking thing and everything, but I had a blast. I would make, like, a little house with, with, like, the thatched roof and the... Yeah, we had Legos before we... The Sims was a thing. Yeah, I like Legos, and I never simmed, so. Same sort of thing. Did I say that correctly? I never simmed. Yeah, sure. Sure, yeah, so, anyway. Same thing, though. You go on The Sims, you make the same ugly house, you make your Sims gay. That's it. (laughs) That's all that you do in that game. There you go. So today, we will be reading. Chapter two. Two of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Order of the Phoenix. A A pack pack of owls. owls. But as usual, before we get into it, once again, acknowledging our lovely patrons on Patreon. Just like last time, we have one patron, and that is Nisi B. Thanks again, Nisi. Everybody else, I don't know what your problem is, that you weren't able to go sign up to our Patreon for $3 a month, a good month or so before this episode is actually published. Get on that. A lot of great exclusive content, and we will acknowledge you in every episode of Basic Snitches. Did you write a thing? I did, but now we have a winner loser. Oh yes, first winner loser. Girl, you need to remember what I know. Fire me. We don't. I'm I... not gonna fire I we don't get paid unless you subscribe to our Patreon. You can subscribe to our Patreon. Anyway, winner loser, chapter one. I think you know the winner is Harry. Okay. Obviously. He saved Dudley from Dementors. Yes, that makes sense. He managed to hold his temper in mostly. And uh, who else in the fucking chapter is going to win it? Yeah. Can you guess who the loser is? The Ministry of Magic. Because they let those Dementors lose. The loser of chapter one. And you will recall my rant from the first oh, episode. Wait, hold on, hold on. Dumbledore. Yes! Fuck him in that first chapter. 
okay. Yeah. Uh, seriously, if you have any questions about why Dumbledore lost the chapter that he wasn't in, go back and listen to the last episode. Because it was real good, first of all. And second of all, I don't think you can, like, argue that much. I mean, you can choose a different loser for yourself if you'd like, but Dumbledore loses, dude. Yeah, that is a very, very good point. Did you do anything for this kid? Yes, you saved him from being murdered by Barty Crouch Jr. Well, clearly you've rearranged the world so that he doesn't get murdered until the right moment anyway. So in the meantime, are we going to maybe worry about his mental health? No? Okay, cool. Love it. Hate it, actually. I have a thing that you wrote? You did. I did? I do? Did you hear that ding ding in the middle of what Tara was just saying? It's because like I was like, ah. I was trying to fill time while you sent it. You're welcome. Great. Thank you for that. Uh, Because I neglected to send it. That's okay. I did the same thing. So Some things never change. Some things never change. Some things do. And we have been very clear to show you that we are trying to change. But other things will never change. And don't even ask. I feel like this is where we clink glasses. Oh, that was, Ooh, that, was clink. <laughs> that, was, that was not very clinky. Well, we that have was, wine. This is not an ASMR It, it doesn't clink well. This, but we Don't worry, we have wine. That's the important part. Here we go. A thing for Tara. I won't say the date I always say. October 17th, <laughs> 1874. It's October 7th. Oh, okay, a thing for close. Tara. After saving himself and Floof from the soul-sucking whores, Quen Fig reveals that she's a squib who has been looking after Harry all these years and making sure that Mundungus Fletcher didn't fuck around. Well, he done did, and Mr. Tibbles caught him. Figlet is angry. She helps Harry and Floof get back home. What I wrote is complete nonsense. Like, if you are <laughs> not familiar with this chapter, that is complete and utter fucking nonsense. <laughs> it's great, but just an observation. Oh, that's so much. <laughs> so anyway, when they do, Petunia and Vernon are trying to figure out what got Floof in such a state. Floof makes an utterance that causes Vernon to blame Harry for this. Amongst his evolution into the Kool-Aid Man, sponsor us, and an owl, an owl delivers a letter from some bitch named Mafalda from the Ministry who says that Harry's expelled for saving his own ass, and they're coming to break his wand. Just as Harry's about fuck all and leave, Errol comes and delivers a message from Arthur telling him that Dumble's out sorting stuff. Meanwhile, the Dursleys continue to berate Harry and get information out of him while continuously interrupting him, and he's trying to explain what Dementors are and why they might be here. When Vernon asks what a Dementor is, Petunia gets 10 points, maybe literally, and answers the trivia question correctly. Oh, hey, another owl, this one from Mafalda again, and she's like, oops, we won't be snapping your wand off just yet. See you on the 12th. Meanwhile, we all want to snap Vernon's wand off. But it would be very hard because he really does have a tuna can dick, so you're really going to have to, you know, it's gonna twist. Be, it's going to be a lot of work. Twist and pull. <laughs> Harry continues to explain what happened while reeling from the realization that his neighbor is a squib and that Petunia knows Wizarding World fun facts for once. Am I Petunia? While Kool-Aid Man will keep his fat fucking mouth shut and assumes that Dementors are coming to give him the death penalty for some reason. Harry's like, wait, let me stop you right there. That's exactly what Dementor was trying to do. To Dudley, suck out his soul. And Vernon makes a good point. Oh, that hurts to type. And asks why they're here in the first place. Harry says, probably because Cocaine Baby is back. Another owl comes from Sirius that says, stay put. Both the Dursleys remember that name amazingly as their eyebrows raise at Cocaine Baby. Everyone is full of surprises. Petunia understands the gravity of the situation. While Kool-Aid Man is like, wait, I thought he died. And Harry's like, now nah, he's back. Kool-Aid Man does the expected thing and decides that now is when he kicks Harry out. 
just in time for a fifth owl to bring a howler to Petunia. Petunia lets Harry stay. What a day. You know, I realize that as we continue to give characters ridiculous names, like, we're going to get to, like, book seven, and my things are going to be completely incoherent. I can't wait. That was chaotic. (laughs) I mean, it was. It was a very chaotic chapter, but... The dick jokes and the nicknames make it more difficult to understand. But we love them. So we're just going to keep on like driving ourselves into insanity. I mean, we were already there. So now it's just like a bonus. What happens at the beginning of this chapter? Fig is like, Manugas Fletcher, a bitch. Manugas Fletcher sucks. He's been looking for some cauldrons. And he left, and he was supposed to be watching after you. He's such a piece of shit. I fucking hate Monungus Fletcher. Ding dong. And here's the thing. <laughs> he just gets worse. Yeah. I hate him in this book. It gets worse. It does get worse, 100%. But it does at least show, hey, Harry, like, what you were just worrying about, sort of, your worries have been answered. Like, there's always someone watching after you, and it does, and I don't necessarily know if this is something that Harry would have picked up on, because <laughs> this is a day, but at the very least, it shows that, okay, you might not know what's going on because it is for your best interest, but even though, like, you are kind of being protected, this is cute witchy music. Another example of spirit guides, and I mentioned them at at one point, someone is always watching after you. And so there are times where I'll be extra worried about something and I will see like a synchronicity or my ear will start ringing. And regardless of if it is something that's real or not, it does kind of reset myself and bring me into the present at least and take me out of like whatever I was overthinking about it's sort of similar to that it's like hey maybe that sound of apparition the car backfiring or whatever was a little bit of that realization okay so yeah I think at the very least even though Mendung is about to come fuck the fuck up it's a little bit of comfort and a little bit of like, oh, okay, like this is something that has always been around without me realizing it. And same thing with Mrs. Fig. I think Mrs. Fig squid. even more so. Like, the, especially actually Mrs. Fig. Yeah. yeah. But like we don't want to give Mundungus Fletcher any points. No, because he sucks. No. Miss Fig though, she Quinn. I, I love her. So is Mr. Tibbles. Here's what I'm going to say about Mrs. Fig. And, oh, um, I thought you were going to say something about Mr. Tibbles. We need to recognize Mr. Tibbles. Mr. Tibbles is a fucking rock star. Mr. Tibbles. But no, I mean, also, this is, I guess, also about Mr. Tibbles, too. She is not magical, and she is still part of this. She can't do magic, but she's like, I sure can't kill a man. But remember, in the end of book four, when Dumbledore is talking to his crew, I believe at this point he's talking to Snape and McGonagall, and he's like, alert all the people. He talks about Remus Lupin, the Weasleys, and he says, Arabella Fig. You're not paying attention to that. You don't really think about who Arabella Fig is at this point, unless you're us and you've read the books before. She's a squib who lives near Harry, and she's a really great person just to have around. There's no reason for any other wizard to live in the area. So is Mrs. Fig planted there, or was she always there? I think she was planted there. I think it makes the most sense. For and I think planting. that, but what I also love is that she has these cats. Harry, I think, mentions, like, in the narration in the first book, he's like, oh, darn, Harry wouldn't have to hear about all these cats for another year. And I think one of them is Mr. Tibbles. And Mr. Tibbles don't save your ass. Right. But, like, this was, you know, 
four years later, that kind of like. Well, yeah, in that first chapter too, like Sirius Black is mentioned, and you don't even like think about yeah, it. Yeah, you don't again. think about it. Like, there's a really interesting way that the story is being told here. But I really appreciate that Mrs. Fig is like, I can't do magic, but I can still do something helpful. Mm-hmm. And also, I have a really great relationship with my cats who can be lookouts and helpful and stuff. And Harry's a teenage boy. She probably got all of her cats wandering the neighborhood following him. I wonder if one of her cats followed him to the park. Probably. She can speak to her cats. I can speak to my cats now. I can speak to my cat. He doesn't fucking listen. But can we also talk about, because you were like, Harry's a teenage boy. I'm like, okay, true. However, he is looking more like a man in this movie. Oh, we're, we didn't talk about it in the movie. Uh, we time. talked about it in the fourth movie, too, when he was looking... He looks even more, yeah. like, older now. I'm just mentioning now, she does kind of give a little bit of her backstory mm-hmm. as we're going back to the Dursleys, but I do think it is nice that in the narration it talks about how Harry is like, whoa, like his mind is a little bit blown. It's a good precursor to the chaos that then unfolds at the Dursleys. Yeah, these first chapters are just so much chaos. It's total chaos. We got five owls that come in in this chapter. We could, you know, walk through exactly what happens, but rather than actually go step by step because it is so chaos, let's dissect things a little bit. Mm-hmm. First, let's talk about these five letters. Letter one is Mafilda Hopkirk being like, you expelled. We're mm-hmm. going to break up your wand. And, like, Harry doesn't really get time to process that horrifying idea. Not at all. Because the second one comes, like, boom. Like, two seconds after. Because it's Arthur. Yeah. Harry reads the letter. He's like, okay, well, I'm leave then. Yeah. And as he's approaching the door. Arthur's like, nah, bitch, stay. Things are moving so fast behind the scenes. Which also, of course, it's probably not a comfort to Harry because he's dealing with so much and so much confusion and so many, like, realizations. Mm -hmm. But it should also sort of be like a comfort, like, oh, hey, people are aware of this shit. People are watching me somehow. Yeah. Yeah. The second one comes from Arthur, and it's like, hold up, Dumble doing shit, hold your horses, don't leave the fucking house. Literally 22 minutes later, the second Mafalda Hopkirk message kills me because it's like, just kidding, Dumbledore's uh, talking to me, and we got this... Yeah, like change like, our minds I in jumped 22 the gun a little bit. minutes. Can we also talk about like maybe it's not a, the best situation when the government can decide if a child is expelled or not from mm-hmm. school? Shouldn't yeah. that be the school that decides like, that? We should have waited for Dumble to get there. Yeah. Calm your tits, Mafalda, or whoever is whispering in your ear. Yeah, I think someone's whispering in your ear. Gee, I wonder who that could be. We're not going to mention that person yet again this early in this no. season. But y'all know she is omnipotent. That's number three. Number four, then, Sirius comes in. And I feel like this is similar to when we saw Sirius last, where Dumbledore is kind of explaining things to him, and Sirius sitting there, like, gripping Harry's shoulders, and he's like, oh, eh. Yeah, I feel like this uh, is not a useful letter. Like, Sirius just wasted an owl's night. Right. Harry, don't leave the house. He's like, bitch, I know. I was like, Arthur, Arthur told me. Arthur told me. A responsible adult told me already. It's like they were sending their owls at the same time, but Sirius's owl was like stupid and got right. took a detour. And then, of course, the fifth one is from Dumbledore. No. It's not from oh, Dumbledore. Oh, yeah, it is from Dumbledore. But it's to Petunia. By the way, that one's from Dumbledore. It's not in the chapter, but um, spoilers and all that, that is from Dumbledore. Yeah, and he's like, Petunia, you better fucking not. I will break my foot off in your ass. Like I did the last time. I just, I that is. I used to get my foot back out your ass. 
That's also just another thing about this chapter is that final letter that's to Petunia. You're like, what? Well, that, this okay, whole so chapter is like with her, what? That's a good thing. So now that we've got those letters out of the way, let's get back into like the way that everybody is. Well, not everybody. The way that Petunia and Vernon separately are like approaching the situation. Mm-hmm. Because Dudley is just laying on the floor in a fucking coma drooling like he usually does. Right. But Petunia, I think the first thing is Vernon is asking about, like, what did you do to my child? And Harry's like, there were fucking dementors. And Vernon's he's like, like, what's a, du- what's a dementor, do- do- doodly, dementor doodle or whatever? He calls <laughs> it weird shit. And without even thinking, Petunia's like, oh, that's one of the soul sucking assholes from Azkaban. And she's like, oh, oh, shit. And Harry's like, uh, what? What'd you say? Excuse, Excuse me? Bitch? I mean, what? you're right, but. <laughs> Why you uh, right? Can we that... talk about what she says in her response? Oh, absolutely. I heard that awful boy telling her about them years ago. Another spoiler. Harry's like, fuck you, you can say my parents' names. And we never go there. She, he's not talking about his parents. Talking about his mom and Snape. Snape tells her about Snape Azkaban. Snape is the awful boy. Which we're like, yeah, we know. <laughs> fuck that guy. Not until the third to last chapter of the goddamn series. Do we realize? Do you that's know who it that's is. who she's talking? That about. is a nice little nugget. That's it in is there. fascinating. This whole chapter is very fascinating with Petunia. And there's no way that you can like remember that uh, this far back. There's still like a lot of pages to get through until we get to there. It does kind of remind you that yeah, the Dursleys are horrible. But let's look at Petunia for a little bit and like that she did lose a sister through all of this. Right. And that's discussed, you know, in the end of the series, too. But also, like, she knows so much more than she puts out, and I think she probably suppresses some of it. Well, I mean, look at her husband is. Yeah. Yeah. To appease Vernon. And also, I think there's, like, some protectiveness for Dudley there from her, and it's more just the less of this that's present, the less I have to worry about it, in which she's incorrect. That being said, Dudley is very much a victim in this chapter. Yes, he's a victim of the Dementors, like, how he was tripped, but he's a victim of his parents, because, like, they kind of do, I don't know, there's, like, a term in it. There's, like, and, some like, sheltering there. Yeah, there's this major sheltering. And, like, of course Dudley thinks Harry hurt him. Mm-hmm. He can't see anything. And that was a scary thing for him. But Harry is, like, in such a desperate place. And there's never, ever, ever been any kind of, like, try to understand this side. Because we hate wizards and are prejudiced against wizards. And this is an opportunity. That, and Dudley actually learns from it. But they don't give anyone room to discover the truth. Dudley now, not only does he have this traumatic experience that he went through, but he has that on top of the fact that he still has these hovery, stupid parents who... Helicopter parents, yeah. Yeah, they're not properly caring for him in the way he needs to be to grow. So they are sheltering him by suppressing all of this stuff that... They actually know, and actually this is like a benefit to them, because we mentioned it earlier about how they are assuming the worlds are separate, but they're clearly not separate. And they know this by Lord Voldemort. Like... I mean, they Petunia said, at least does. Well, but they're not. Vernon, Vernon was even like, I remember that name. That guy that he was, killed your parents. That was almost surprising. The whole thing of like, oh, but he went away. And it was like, no, he's back. And you see how that can affect you. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the fact there that Vernon is automatically like, okay, get out of my house. You're endangering my family. I can sort of see that, but that is like a flight or fight response almost. 
Oh yeah, it's absolutely. Hasty. That's the thing about Vernon. I understand where he comes from there. Having Harry in his house is dangerous. He's followed what he's been told for years because obviously something about Dumbledore is needed to Petunia. This is a very real and scary thing. This kid just came back. He is in poor shape. Oh my god, the person who murdered people that were my family, even though I hate them, is back. This is our problem. Harry is a problem. It's not correct, but I get it. Do I, I follow the line no. of logic, but there's a lot of bumps in the road, too, because in the background, the fact that Petunia does bring up the fact that she knows what dementors yeah. are and all this stuff is interesting here because it's elements of the world that are coming into their lives and her recognizing, okay, that this is a little bit more real. Whereas Vernon's whole trajectory in this chapter is, I need you to explain something to me. Tell me all these things. And Harry can't get a word in edgewise because he'll be like, the Dementors. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, I don't understand that word. And then this thing. And then like, they suck out the souls. Um, excuse me. I need to interrupt you again. Did I hear you? Let him fucking talk. And let him explain to you what is going on. Because yes, this is a dangerous thing. But it's not getting all the information. Of course, we see that all the time these days. During slash, as the pandemic is hopefully winding down-ish, all the misinformation and, like, only getting partial information and then reacting off of... Sure, Harry being there is definitely a risk, but not understanding all the things around that. And very similarly to what you said in the last chapter is Harry is at your house and it might not be the best thing for Harry, but there is a reason for him to be there. Absolutely. Vernon is not giving Harry the room to speak, but Vernon's also not giving the situation room as a whole. The information is there. He can get all the information. He's just not waiting to hear it. He can't understand it. And he's too afraid of it, I it, think. Well, I don't even want to give him that much credit. I think he's wanting answers. And every time like Harry is trying to explain it, he isn't willing to be open enough to accept the information. So every time something new comes up, he has mm-hmm. to stop it. Yeah. And then that sends him off in a different trajectory and derails his entire trail of thought. I mean, that's another thing that I've seen with people who don't understand anything. It's like, let me get the whole thing out and then Then we can figure it out. Ask questions afterward. The other thing, though, in contrast is Petunia and the realization of just how serious this all got. Because for the last 14 years, it's been Harry's parents were killed by this guy and this guy is gone. Yeah. So... The only worry they really had was that they're afraid of Harry because he's a wizard and they don't understand wizards and they're prejudiced against wizards. Now they have that, and then on top of that, they have this very, very real threat that they have experienced the consequences of Voldemort in the past because they now have a child that's not theirs because that child's parents, which were Petunia's sister and brother-in-law, are dead. You know, the stakes are higher there. So, again, Vernon is an asshole. He's jumping to conclusions. He sucks. There's also another level of intensity and concern here. It's not just Harry's a problem child. Yeah. Yeah. That is all very true. Seriously, something just happened that is kind of a consequence to all of that. Mm -hmm. And it's a consequence that nobody knows. Like, why were these Dementors here? So, already their child has been, like, affected by this. So yeah, it does all make sense. Just a couple other notes that I have on the actual book portion. There is one point where Vernon almost says fucking. He says effing. I know. I fucking love it. You effing love it? 
Yeah, effing love it. Enough effing owls. Yeah, something like that. Exactly. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. And then to like wrap it up, I think that overall it is just interesting to know. Despite all of this like wizard prejudice that they have and uncertainty, like the howler coming for Petunia and how immediately Petunia's like, Vernon... He is staying. And then how Vernon then shrinks and is like, but, 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 I wanted mm-hmm. to kick him out. And she's like, bitch, no, he's staying. It shows that, yes, while they have this prejudice, there is at least a little bit of understanding there that we have not necessarily seen in the past. Right. Um, and seeing Vernon shrink like a violet in comparison to Petunia, because a lot of times I think it's Petunia who is the, I mean, there's a, a lot of flowers going on here. So many flowers. Yes. Hyacinth bouquet. Keeping with appearances. It's all... Oh my God. What if they actually are related? Oh my God. Yes. Oh my gosh. I know I can't mention that for like five books now, but they're all flowers. It totally makes sense. I appreciate that Petunia gets the howler from Dumbledore. Vernon's like, don't touch it. And Harry's like, bitch, I'm gonna hear this anyway. Like, he is, It's gonna burst into flames. And the way Harry well. moves through this chapter, he resigns himself so quickly to adapt to the situation he's in. Mm-hmm. You see his situation change several times in this chapter, and he's like, this is what I have to do. This is what I have to do. It's very fascinating. It is. It's reactionary, but, like, he can't help but be reactionary he because is, of what's going on. Yeah, I mean, the shit he's been through. Tara's first game. It's not a like it's not a difficult one. It won't take up very long. Would you rather? I don't care if it takes a long time. The game is supposed to be fun. Would you rather? What would I rather? Would you rather go on a week long vacation with Vernon Dursley? Ooh. In which you don't interact with anyone but him. Okay. Or have a romantic evening with Mundungus Fletcher. Oh my god. Wow. The tables have fucking turned. All of these, like, fuck Mary kills that I forced you into. I love this. (laughs) Well done, man. I do what I can. Sometimes. Oh my god. I I have to have the romantic evening with Mundungus Fletcher. Same. Because it's one night. He'd probably steal all my shit. I've been on some bad fucking dates, okay? (laughs) You know, that could be a special... Maybe that'll be a Patreon exclusive. All the bad dates that Adam's been on and how he was maybe murdered. I'm not actually... You weren't actually murdered, because here you are. That's right, I've been a ghost this whole time. (laughs) And I pretend. Oh my god, this is us in the afterlife. (laughs) Somehow we've been able to record this and have all of you mortal... Being. Enjoy like, the sound of our voices yeah. for a hundred plus episodes. What you're listening is like, what are they called on those ghost shows? The like, the frequencies of like the spirits. Oh yeah, I, I know what you're saying, but I don't know what. Whatever, it's those things. Yeah. <laughs> it's the sound of that. <laughs> yeah, I've been on many bad dates. I can handle Mundagus Fletcher. I'm gonna have to pay, obviously. And then he's gonna steal all your shit. But I'm smart enough for him to not steal. I mean. Shit. I believe that you are, but I also feel like he's sneaky enough to give you a good run. I'll deck that motherfucker. I hope you do. I'll deck him before everyone wants you to deck him too. So I like I would rather do that than have to go on a vacation with Vernon. Mm -hmm. Because like here's the thing, I would love to go on a week long vacation. If I can only interact with Vernon, then I'm gonna interact with him by slicing his throat open and burying him in the woods. (laughs) Well, this got dark. So, uh, how about that movie? How about it? How about that? You know, it's very dark in the movie, too, suddenly. 
<laughs> yeah, it gets nighttime very, very quick. We get literally, like, just a little bit more fig. She, like, goes home with them. She's we don't like, get yes, any Mundungus Fletcher is. talk. We don't get any of that. Once they get in, you know, Harry is, like, lugging in big old fluff fuck. Petunia's, like, watching her programs. And, and Roxana like, is, like, orgasming over this bitch. Yeah, in, in like, her fucking, like, curlers and her, like, loafers. And she's like, Vernon, something's wrong with our pig child. <laughs> and it's cut to Vernon and he's eating mayonnaise out of it a is, jar. <laughs> if someone were to ask you, what is the least flattering movie scene in the history of movies? It would be of that guy who plays Vernon standing in his kitchen as Vernon eating out of whatever the tub yes. that is. It, he looks so... He could be Skinny Dick's bad. brother. He's I mean, fat dick. This guy looked... It's Richard Griffiths was the name of the actor yes. who I think passed away about 10 years ago maybe. 10 wasn't years it, ago? Wasn't it right after the seventh movie came out I think is when he passed it away. It was 10 years well, ago? Well, the last movie came out 10 years ago. I cannot I believe it was that long I could ago. be wrong. It could be someone else that I'm thinking of that passed away soon after. Look it up and email us. But he, I mean, and he, and <laughs> here's, I mean, and to. I've been saying it for years, you know, well, since we started this podcast, he's fantastic as Vernon. That scene, I'm like, it is he very looks unflattering. so unflattering. But anyway, I, I mean, like, they can keep up appearances all they want. For example, when they get in the car with him and Mrs. Fig's like, what's up, motherfuckers? And oh my God. And he's like, he's not feeling well. Bitch, you were just eating mayonnaise out of a fucking jar. Like, you guys look like white trash in the middle of your house. <laughs> it is very white trash. I mean, hey, that I do things in my house by myself that the neighbors do not see, that I do not want them to see. I'm in my own house. I can do what I please. But, guys, you are in camera. <laughs> because, well, I mean, they're... This is a movie. Yes, it's, it's, it is fictional. But I also don't like the movie is like, oh, that now we're taking Dudley for... Whatever, like they're just taking him to where are you taking him? The hospital. Like, what? Well, th- that doesn't happen in the book. No, there's no like. We get one kind of, like, owl. One owl. We get one owl. That letter comes to fucking life. I know, and I'm like, why does Mafalda Copkirk? She'd be like, I'm just gonna enchant all my fucking letters. But I write Harry two of them in this book, but only one happens in the movie. Yes. Even though we don't get the entire vulnerability of Petunia and all of that, which would have been so cool. That would have been amazing. We do get fucking Vernon looking like, like I said, Skinny Dick's brother, like a little fucking Vernon, <laughs> waving that mayonnaise spoon in the air. Going, it is very justice. much like justice. <laughs> Just great, because again, I love that actor. It really tracks in the movie, the way that he's just like, oh yeah, this is what I wanted. And you're like, shut up, fuck you, piece of shit. We That's hate. what Harry says. Yeah. And then they go outside exactly. and he goes up to his room. Take Dudley to the hospital. Keep eating that mayonnaise, Bye. fat fuck. I want to know what he's eating. I just mayonnaise. Know. It is now mayonnaise. Who does that? Vernon does that. You say that like you've never done that. I've never done that. Mayonnaise? <laughs> you know what I have done? Oh, get ready. Oh, I, now if we have the like acid tablets, maybe. I have drunk like hot sauce straight from the bottle. I would do that with acid tablets because I don't know what it tastes like. Those acid tablet things. Yeah, not We're the not real really acid. acid. The, the fake acid We're tablets. We're not cool enough to do that. Speaking of that, I'm thinking about getting my weed card. It might help me, but I'm probably never going to do it. This is not a weed pie can. Trust me, it would help me. But get, get your card if you need it. Plus 22, Mrs. Big. 
Yes. She a Quen. Quen. So if you're keeping track, Mrs. Fig is now winning the book. So yes. Plus 10 to several people. Dumbledore, Sirius, and Arthur, mm-hmm. all who send him a letter. Mm-hmm. And to Petunia. Okay. Because this is where we start to see some actual, like, vulnerability, and we see some of her backstory, and... It is a nice reminder that, like, her sister is a part of this story. And so what could be going through her mind is probably a little bit different, a little bit more empathetic towards Harry, perhaps, even, you know? And I think we continue to see that with Petunia as well. Petunia actually gets points. Amazing. When I said that in my thing, I wasn't kidding. Ten points to Petunia. Yeah. Five points to Mr. Tibbles. He's amazing. He is. Negative 10 to Mathilda Hopkirk. Don't shoot the messenger. Fuck that. Negative 20 to Mundugus Fletcher, because he gross. And negative 30 to Vernon, because he grosser, because he mayonnaise out of He's a jar. He's the fucking worst. And then these are unofficial because they're not Adams, but five points to Roxana for getting to see the love of her life, Fiona Shaw, oh, and next sure. to nothing. Roxana, I'm not putting that on my spreadsheet, so <laughs> But you're welcome, Roxana. I can't wait to hear you get excited Yeah, you're it. welcome. Go look at fucking Petunia and Fiona Shaw. get your rocks off. Next time, we'll be reading chapter three. I did not prepare, so Terra is feverishly lurking. The Advance Guard. Ooh, what a boring oh. name of a chapter. And a great chapter. <laughs> Sounds like we're going to be reading way. about antivirus or something <laughs> in the next. <laughs> we yeah, we'll it. see you then. We did it. This was our first recording session. Oh. We completed it. And it is a Tuesday, and it is time for sleeping. Oh, my God. I was thinking it was a Monday. I still have to drive home. That's right. Well, it could be worse. It could be 11. You got 19 minutes. I won't be home by 11. Get out of my house. Basic Snitches is recorded and produced by Adam Bowers and Tara Corkery. Edited by me, Adam Bowers. And published by me, Tara Corkery, and available wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening. Please review and rate us five stars on your app of choice. And be sure to share us to all of your other friends who love Harry Potter and getting drunk. Oh, don't forget to follow us on social media. Sometimes I update that. Basic Snitches on Instagram. Also, we have a Facebook page. And email us anything you want to or specifically answers to our questions on our segments. BasicSnitches at gmail.com. But don't send us dick pics, please. That's nasty. But do send us liquor. Thanks. Yeah. Aloha, Mora. Oh, now people can get into your house. They're on their toe. But they don't matter because now you're a water goblin. Bye. Bye.